What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Offense Audio Installment. It's episode 25 and this is going to be the last episode until Nashville. We have an off week um, next week in the Cup Series. I might do a, a podcast. I got to think of something cool to do it on. I think I'm gonna because it's been, we haven't missed a week since like December, so I think I should just keep it going. But yeah, this is a special episode, episode 25. Um, We actually have our first guest to come on ever. His name's Matthew. His uh, Instagram is kbnascarfan18, so follow him over there. And he had some interesting stuff to say. We talked about the race we talked about road courses versus rovals, all kinds of different stuff. So I hope you guys like it. I think it's going to be the best episode I've done. So yeah, follow me on my socials at First Offense and let's get into it. One more thing to mention before you guys, we get Matthew on here. Um, this is the first time we had a guest, so it's a little like all over the place, but we talked about a ton of interesting stuff, so I think you'll like it anyways, but we'll we'll get better at like structuring when we have a guest on i'll like write more stuff down so it's all organized and we don't get too off topic but i hope you guys like it what's up man what's up so what'd you think of the race uh i thought it was kind of honestly not the best yeah Um, i thought it was probably top three worst of the year yeah it um there was, uh, there was aspects of it I liked. Like, you know, obviously Suarez winning. Uh, the restarts are pretty good. And, you know, obviously um, there was, you know, drivers trying to, uh, you know, to pit, you know, like short pit and stuff like that. And, and drivers trying to, you know, try out different strategies, which you usually have in road courses. But honestly, it, it was compared to like Circuit of the Americas, which was, you know, road course race we had earlier this year. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't as good in my opinion. Yeah, I think, like, it was all track position. So, next time we go to a road course, like, no one's going to, I mean, unless they're, like, one of the lower tier drivers and, like, 20th in points, they're not going to sacrifice track position for stage points. Like, Logano, Kyle Busch, Larson, they stayed out, and then they got stage points. But then their race was pretty much over after that. Um. One thing I definitely enjoyed throughout the uh, throughout the event was I enjoyed how there was different drivers in the race that you usually don't see up front that were competing, like Chris Buescher. You had Kevin Harvick, who was making some runs. You obviously had Daniel Suarez, who was up there. Michael McDowell, who was usually never competing inside the top five. Yeah, he led a lot of laps at Gateway last weekend, but I mean, you know, he usually is not up front like he, like he was this afternoon, and I thought that was pretty cool that uh, you had... Um, you know, all those drivers up there competing, you know, that you, we, we usually don't see up there. Unfortunately, my driver wasn't up there, but I still like that. Yeah, I think that was because, like, the cars, I don't think anyone had a huge advantage. I mean, obviously, the Chevys are a little bit ahead of everyone, like Larson, Elliott, Chastain, Suarez, but I still think, like, the track position, and if you just could stay in, like, the top five, and not spin or not lose your track position from pitting, then I think you could have a shot to win it. But Suarez, obviously, his car long run held off, and he just pulled away from the field. 
Yeah, there's uh, there's been many instances of, of that happening. You know, Tony Stewart was talking about it earlier. He was talking about before, you know, he won his final Sonoma race in uh, 2016 over Hamlin. Um, he was not running inside the top 10 when they pitted for the final time. And, you know, they pitted, they got um, a ton of track position. You know, they were able to have a caution to come out a couple laps later, and that was able to lead them to, uh, to winning that race. So that was definitely something that could have happened. You know, I think... Uh, I don't know. I think there were some drivers that could have definitely maybe done a little bit better. I mean, um, I'm, I'm a little shocked. I mean, Trex at the end there kind of had a good result, but, you know, he was really nowhere to be seen throughout a majority of the of the race and, you know, how good he is. On yeah, the well, he, he pitted too. I think if the JGR cars finished like 26th, 27th, 30th, and 31st, yeah, something this horrible was, like that, because they, they, they knew they were done. So they tried oh, yeah. bringing, hoping for a caution. Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, um, oh, yeah. Tony Stewart said he short-pitted. So guys yeah. tried doing that, but it just ne- there was just the caution didn't come out at the right time. It was a caution for Larson's... Was it the caution for Larson's loose wheel that brought that out? I think it was. That was like only the second caution all day for like Ensignos and Bubba. But uh, one thing I was going to pick up on with when you mentioned the Toyotas and how bad they were showing, especially Joe Gibbs Racing. Uh, and it, I mean, it wasn't just Joe Gibbs Racing. Per Bush ran in the in the 20s all day and then obviously yeah. bubble with an early exit. This is the worst showing that the Toyotas have had in the cup race this year since Auto Club. Kurt um, Bush finished 18th. Yeah, in Auto Club, they weren't even this bad. This, I mean... I, I think if they qualified better and played a better strategy, then they could have ran, like, top 15. But I think on top of being slow, they are put them way back, too. Yeah, I also think that, um, you know, Kyle's setup wasn't really that good. And, and I don't think any of the JGR guys' setups, you know, because, like, going into today, you usually expect for Sonoma in the month of June – to be extremely hot. It was very it was very mild today. Only like 72, 73 yeah. degrees. Like it was cloudy. Um usually when we go to Sonoma, the races there are, are pretty hot, you know, upper eighties, nineties, you know, all that. But they're usually not cloudy either. And that, you know, cools the track down. So um you know, it, setup definitely goes into it. And there was a lot of drivers today. Both track house drivers did a really good job with the setups and the Toyotas obviously did not. Yeah, and I mean, Larson seemed like he was going to be able to drive back through the field after he won the stage. And I think I was watching him to see what he could do, and he got up to, like, 10. And then he he couldn't go anywhere, and then obviously he got that tire, had the tire mm-hmm. issue. How do you think that's going to affect not having a crew chief and everything the next? Um, You know, I actually think it might have a little bit of an effect because – you look at Cliff Daniels, he is an extremely talented crew chief, a very smart crew chief. Reminds me a lot of Chad Canales when, when he was Jimmy Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. But then again, Larson's one of these dudes that, like, I think you just give him a good car and you give him clean racetrack. Or, I mean, you don't even have to give him a clean racetrack. You just give him a fast car. I mean, Larson even stated when he was younger, you know, I like to start the back to pass people. So, just give him a, a good car with a good engine, um, and I think that's really all you need to do for Larson. I do think, you know, definitely not having two pit crew uh, members as well, uh, being, you know, out for, for uh, four straight races. I think that's definitely going to 
take a toll a little bit, but I don't think it's going to make a major change. I mean, you look at Denny Hamlin. With, Denny won with, the uh, Coke 600, yeah. Who was it? Uh, Chris Gabehart? Yeah, um, he won the yeah, Coke Yeah, who, who uh, was out for four weeks. I mean, yeah, won the 600 and has been pretty good. He's been making a, been making a climb in the points as of late. So, you know, I wouldn't say that it's going to affect him too much. But, you know, it definitely, you know, makes Larson fans kind of be like, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, um, you think there's going to be more than 16 winners? Uh, I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to agree with Clint Boyer and say no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't know. We've already seen three different drivers this year. Actually, no, four. We've seen four different drivers this year in the Cup Series win multiple races. Um, and I think that's only going to continue, especially going into to the later summer months, ending the regular season. Um, yeah, me I too. think it's it's going to be hard because it's kind of like you only have a select amount of drivers now in the field that still haven't won a race this year. Reddick, I still think Reddick can win a race before the regular season. Yeah, um, yeah. You look at other drivers like Kevin Harvick. You know, potentially him. Blaney, uh, Truex. Yeah, Bell, Christopher Bell. Bell. I mean. Yeah. So many drivers, but then again, how many winners do we have this year? I think 10 or 11. 12. Uh, 12, 12. Yeah. Ooh. No, so that definitely does make you think. Um, yeah, Bubba Walls could win a plate race, Daytona. Yeah, well, well I think 23-11 racing in general is showing a lot of speed, you know, not just Bubba. I mean, you look at Bubba at the 600. Uh, was was clearly outperforming Kurt Busch. I mean, Kurt Busch was up there, but Bubba was really, yeah, really giving the got into that wreck. Or what? Yeah. yeah, he did he spin? I forget. He had some kind. Yeah, of I think he had something. It wasn't a tire. I forget exactly what it was, but he spun in the uh, in the infield and uh, really, or uh, not infield. He spun, uh, you know, the start finish line. So. Yeah, that obviously the JGR cars are fat in the Toyotas because the 23 cars are um, mm-hmm. um, probably a wicked similar setup, but they they obviously are fast on the intermediates. But you think that's going to like translate over to New Hampshire and Pocono? Because that's here. I'll read the schedule real quick after the break. It's Nashville, Road America, Atlanta, New Hampshire, Pocono. Indy Road Course, Michigan, Richmond, Watkins Glen, and then Daytona, and then the playoffs. Yeah, um, Dude, that's in. What that's I was definitely interesting. Atlanta and Daytona could be an upset winner. I think um, you know if we're talking about, like you said again, the Toyota specifically. Um, obviously, intermediates are their strong suit, and mm-hmm. I don't really see them having a clear advantage. In the, I mean. Toyotas have been, especially for like drivers like Kyle Busch and uh, you know Denny Hamlin and even Truex a little bit and Kurt Busch, like road courses have really been their Achilles heel. But I think, like I said again, I think that's just mainly for a group of all six Toyotas. Uh, but I like you know some tracks being in there. Pocono, I think Pocono could be a good track for Nashville in two weeks. Um, there's definitely some tracks. Uh, even maybe Michigan, they yeah. run well at, you know. Um, so it just depends. Um, I think when you go later into to the playoffs, you know, you got tracks like Texas, uh, Vegas again. You got Homestead, uh, yeah, Kansas. Te- Texas is um, going to be horrible, probably. Yeah, but I, I'm just yeah. looking at how um, 
you know, how, how well Toyota's a brand, you know, Toyota's as of late have been so, have improved so much, you know, I was getting on them at the beginning of the year being like, yeah, they're, they're something's up. Like, yeah, they you know, seemed horrible in the beginning of the year. Yeah, like there's clearly something up here. And then all of a sudden, they started to really get going. You know, all six Toyotas finished in the top 10 at Kansas. You know, you look at the showing in the 600, um, you know, and, and so they've they've definitely been improving. Um, mm-hmm. But and then yeah. last week, I think Kyle and Kerr finished two and three. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's definitely a lot of diversity. Um, with with the schedule and uh that's good i just i don't know man these teams are gonna have to manage it a lot in these next upcoming weeks and you know it's gonna some teams are really gonna try to be pushing it you know trying to get into the playoffs trying to get one of those spots Mm because they know like look we're only like uh, we're you know 15 16 races into the season we already got 12 different winners you know we gotta we gotta start going here you know we gotta you know especially for those teams like you look you look at uh, teams that don't have a win at all, like both RCR guys. Yeah. Uh, two of the Joe Gibbs racing drivers. That would be something crazy if, like, let's say uh, Martin Stretch Jr. doesn't potentially get into the playoffs, not because he's not been consistent enough, but because he maybe doesn't win. And there's maybe, like, 14 winners by the time we get into the playoffs, and he wasn't one of those uh, top two that was didn't have a win that was consistent enough. That would be unreal. Yeah, that if, like someone like Truex didn't make it. Let so. me actually look at the point standings right now to see if where he is. If there's anyone with no wins ahead of him, he's sixth, and Blaney's ahead of him without a win. So yeah, he if 14 people won, he would be on the bubble. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, he'd be right there. And yeah. um, you had that same situation last year at Daytona with Reddick and Austin Dillon, you know, teammates. Yeah, um, I mean, th- and, someone uh, could, e- Reddick could win at Nashville, that puts us at 13 and then mm-hmm. Blaney or who could, Truex could win at like Road America, I mean I doubt it because the Toyotas aren't good on road course right now, but yeah. then they, the last race at Daytona is going to be nuts either way. Oh yeah. I mean, there was at one point last year on the final lap where we thought maybe Corey LaJoy could make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, until that like wreck happened. In there or something. Yeah, I mean, that would have been absolutely unreal to have a Spire car in there. And you know? who was on the – someone – I think Austin Dillon was on the bubble at that point too. Yeah, Austin Dillon, I think going into the race, was on the bubble and then Reddick ended up getting in. Made it, oh, yeah, that's right. Reddick made it through, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reddick barely made it in. You so. you think the Fords? What do you think of the Fords right now? Do you think they're better than like the Toyotas or? They're definitely better than the Toyotas on the road courses, and I even I even would go as uh, as far as to say they're they're better than them on short tracks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've been showing a lot of speed. Briscoe has uh, shown a lot of speeds. One at you know, uh, one at Phoenix was really fast at Dirt Bristol. Uh, it's ran pretty well with those tracks, um, and it was obviously even faster than the 600. And then you look at you know Almarola early in the year was, was pretty fast. Yeah, uh, Custer he's kind of a lost cause. But then you look yeah, at the Penske boys. Uh, yeah, Penske's been very good. Cindric's um, been kind of improving. I still think he's going to go through rookie growing pains. Um, yeah, but that's kind of that's natural. Yeah, um, and then Logano has really all of a sudden picked it up. Um, 
didn't have the best performance today, but um, Logano, you know, the past two weeks, you know, or, or, I mean, he was in contention to win the 600 at one point, um, mm-hmm. you know, before that big wreck happened. And then, um, you know, obviously went a gateway, you know, was able to win at Darlington, was fast there. So uh, you definitely got to watch out for the forwards. Yeah, they're not going to, you know, they might kind of be silently, you know, uh, going up to the front, but I definitely wouldn't count them out any at any place. Yeah, me, me neither. And then Byron and Bowman have been, they're in eighth and ninth right now. I'm looking at the standings. They've been both pretty quiet for the last, I don't know, like at least six, five, six races, probably since Martinsville is the last time I heard about either of them. Yeah, honestly, I think I overheard. I'm pretty sure that it's been eight consecutive races since William Byron last got a top ten. That is oh, unbelievable. Since a top, a top ten, really? It's that... A top ten, not even a top five. A top ten, eight races. It might have been Martinsville. Um, and you look at Bowman. Bowman's been, Bowman's been decent. Uh, I wouldn't say he's been... I think Bowman's lack of... Uh, I don't think Bowman gets a lot of stage points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But he has like 10 or 11 top 10s. I think 11 after today. So it's been all right. Um, obviously, the cream of the crop with Hendrick right now is, is Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson when he's yeah. not having some sort of dumb issue. Um, I think Larson's got more unlucky than ever, anything. I mean, he's... Yeah, yeah, he's had a pretty rough year. Yeah, I think um, a little bit of it has to do with... with he's, he's, he's done some stuff that's, you know, maybe... I don't know, maybe mess, you know, kind of made him uh, not as good. But, I mean, there's been a lot going into it, you know, just mistakes by the picker, I mean, like today. And just, uh, I don't know, man, there's been just some really, him uh, blowing that engine, that uh, Phoenix, him just getting into the wall. If he hadn't uh, won at Auto Club, that would be huge right now. Oh, yeah. Elliot was probably going to beat him. He was about to pass him, and then he fenced him. Reddick could have won that race if it wasn't for him um, blowing the tire. Yep. Blowing that rear. So, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see if those uh, those Hendrick boys can get back up there. But, I mean, I mean, it's Hendrick Motorsports. It's the winningest NASCAR Cup team of all time. Um, I don't really see them having any... I mean, I don't know. Maybe they might try to experiment a little bit here during the summer. But I don't see them going away. Yeah, no, me neither. I mean, I think there's going to be at least probably 14 winners. I don't know about 16. That would be nuts, but we'll see. Yeah, that that would be crazy, you know, especially, you know, I'm considering the regular seasons. I, I mean, you, you know, you count in maybe all the different winners by the end of the entire NASCAR season, not just the regular season, but the NASCAR season. You know, who knows? We could have nearly 20 winners. Yeah. I, mean, I know it's very doubtful, but the NASCAR Cup field is extremely competitive. Yeah, that's especially why, because the cars are so close this year. And not to mention, you know, that's one of the whole reasons why they created the charter system was getting rid of those start and park drivers and, you know, all that, kind of eliminate that. And it's made the Cup field, like, especially with this new car and, and a lot of those older teams not having, you know, the new chassis, mm-hmm. you know, you only have like a 35, 36 car field each week. Very, very dense field. Um, so, and, and I like that though. I like the competitiveness of the cup field. I enjoy it. 
Um, I think it really, it really makes the racing better and it really makes the fans more happy that you have, you know, the, these guys that are, you know, uh, up there constantly competing. And, and like I mentioned earlier, drivers that normally aren't up there being up there each week. Yeah. What, did you see that some of the drivers were asking, they were hoping NASCAR would take like the whole underbody and the spoiler off, I think for road courses and short tracks. Yeah, I did hear something about that related to um, Kyle Larson testing at Martinsville, and they were talking about that. And, and I think especially, yeah, road courses, because there was a few times today where, like, the bottom of the, the, the underbody was touching, the, like, the track today at Sonoma. Yeah. And you had that going on, uh, you know, at Martinsville, and that, that definitely, in my opinion, led to Martinsville, or that was one of the reasons why Martinsville was such a snooze fest this past uh, just a few months back, yeah, that could definitely could have been a reason. So yeah, yeah I think they got too much downforce. Um, I'm glad that NASCAR is listening to drivers and some stuff. Uh, you know, NASCAR has got to realize that you know, in terms of the executives and the officials and all that, they're not out there driving these cars. You know, neither am I, of course. I'm just a fan watching the sport each week. But I can only, you know. I can only imagine what these drivers are having to go through each week. You know, uh, you know, you look at other sports. You know, Formula One with like the the the, per, the porpoising or whatever, how bouncy it gets. And you have other situations in NASCAR where drivers are are dealing with things that are genuinely making them upset. And I'm glad that drivers are able to speak out and able and you know they're not afraid to speak their opinions. You know, Kyle Busch is is notorious for speaking his mind about something he doesn't like. Um, and, and now that other drivers are doing that, I hope NASCAR can really listen to them because they can make a big difference. Uh, yeah. A lot of drivers happier. If they go to like Bart, um, Bristol and that's not a good race, that's going to like be really bad. If they, if they have, um, arrow issues there and it's like Martinsville where there's not a lot of passing. I mean, it's a Bristol night race, so I'm sure there will still be something insane, especially because it's a cutoff race, but. And then there's Richmond too, which was okay, better than Martinville. Yeah, Richmond. Richmond wasn't anything to write home about. Either. Yeah, I think that I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm stretching it here when I say this, but I think the Bristol Night Race this year could be one of the most wild races we have ever seen in the Cup Series. Yeah. I'm just making that prediction because you look at how short it is. I mean, yeah, Martinville short too, but I mean Bristol's got a crap ton of banking. And a lot of tempers really get flared up when you go to uh, uh, there. Not to mention, when we raced at Dirt Bristol this past, you know, back in March or April, mm-hmm. that was dirt. You know, now we're going to concrete. It's going to be a whole different mindset going into Bristol. I really am excited for that race. Yeah, and then there's like 15 rivalries going on. There's like Chastain, Hamlin, Chastain, Elliott, um, Hamlin, and... Or no, who was I going to say? Oh, Logano and Byron. Yeah, and then you have uh, Blaney, yeah, Blaney and Hamlin. Yeah, I mean. Guys lot. probably, like, there's probably five guys that feel like they owe someone something and deserve payback on them. Well, well, we are, I mean, we already know payback's going to be coming at some point or another, uh, you know, with, with Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain. Yeah. Um, and, and just to pick up on that, that situation a little bit, I think personally that that was a little far-fetched. Like, I think, um, I don't know, Denny Hamlin was kind of like, 
Like, I get what Ross did. Ross dumped Hamlin going into one and two. I get that was wrong. And, but Hamlin, and I know Hamlin doesn't feel like his actions at Gateway or, or Ross's actions were justified, but I don't think Hamlin needs to keep on going with this. If, if you're going to get, if you're going to do your so-called payback, just go ahead and do it, you know? Yeah. But I, Hamlin's hard-headed, so he's going to wait till the playoffs, which could make it exciting, but I just feel like it's not as big of a deal as Hamlin might be making it to be. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think he should have just left him alone and not, like, slowed him up. I mean, it was funny to watch and everything, but I think he should just save it and just not, like, wreck him, but just use him up, you know? Like, just race him hard if you're racing for the win. Don't flat out wreck him, but race him somewhat dirty to get payback. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And then he was going after Stenhouse. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... um. I think that was also a little far-fetched. I think, you know, you kind of... I can see I can see both sides of the story. I can see why Hamlin was upset because as a team owner, you're seeing your, you know, you're seeing another random dude in the field wrecking your one of your cars, putting him in the wall. I can see why that makes you angry. At the same time, that's a conflict that happened between Bubba Wallace and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. As, I don't know. It's like so... Like, bias almost... Yeah, but it's just like, I feel like Bubba needs to handle that situation on his own with Ricky yeah. instead of letting Denny kind of get into it. It's like, almost like if you're getting into a situation with like a, a boy at school and you're you're trying to fight him and something like that, and you're in or at the park and your dad comes up and it's like, oh, no, 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 I'll, <laughs> you know, yeah, your dad tries to like intervene or someone else or one of your friends. It's just like, I don't know, just let him, let him handle it himself. It'd be like someone wrecking Kyle Bush, and all of a sudden, Bush goes to the pits, and they do a driver change, and Joe Gibbs goes out there and wrecks the guy back. Exactly, exactly. It's just that Hamlin can't be doing that. Boy, that just has been a new new thing in my mind. If Joe Gibbs actually trying to wheel a car out. Gosh, that's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> you, if you could pick, what do you... I put this on my Instagram story. Would you do you like rovals or road courses? Um, I think the rovals are kind of a little much. I personally, I don't know, because like the indie roval, get get that the heck off the schedule. Yeah, I don't have to say any more than that. Um, the as far as the Charlotte roval goes, um. I kind of like it. I like that it's the fall race. Uh, well, obviously, it's not going to be taking 600, but, like, I like that it's kind of, you know, it, it's in the playoffs. It, it uh, creates some di- diversity. But at the same time, I think they should stick to more road courses, get rid of Indy, and maybe still keep Charlotte, the Charlotte Rebel, on there mm. uh, for maybe a few more years. I mean, then again, this is, like, what, they're – fourth or no this is like their fifth year of having the roval um so yeah i think that's gonna be the fifth yeah so i mean just give it maybe another few years and we'll see what happens but uh yeah but i i, I personally like road courses more yeah i, I don't think, think i i don't think they need this many road courses so i mm-hmm. think like road road courses and roval so i think they should just get rid of the indie um yeah, roval and it was just horrible last year too, because of all the 
um, the what are they called? The turtles that they were hitting, wrecking the whole field. Um, yeah, the the Indy Roval race last year. I, my opinion hasn't changed on it. It was my least favorite cup race of the 2021 Cup Series season, like by far. I did not enjoy it because um, Kyle did not run well in it all. And but that's not just that. I mean, it's just you look at it objectively as a NASCAR fan. It was just not a good race. Like yeah, I mean, yeah you had the drama at the end with Briscoe and, and Denny, but like it just sucked every time they were turning around. You know, you had the Austin Dillon crash. You know, you had the William Byron and Joey Logano wreck and Suarez wreck. I mean, you had, every time you turned around, something was going on in that, they were hitting that turtle, uh, they were hitting that, I don't know, when they were going through that little, like, I guess, chicane or whatever. Mm -hmm. They kept hitting that, and it just made it just very hard to watch. And then the race lasted forever because of that. They were cleaning it for, like, there was a caution for, like, 47 minutes or something. Yeah, I think it was after the Logano wreck. Yeah, I think it, it was, was literally crazy. like forty-seven. Minutes. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's insane. I mean, people would just turn that off. Yeah, I was. Um, I think the thing that kind of saved it a little bit was AJ winning. Um, but I mean, still, you know, I don't really care about the winner. I just, you know, I look at the product. And the product was not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they they can definitely make it better because of um, now that they have experience with it, so they know not to put all those turtles and stuff. But I just, as like the track itself, I don't think it can produce that good of racing. But then the oval is just, people hate that too because it's so, like, just there will be no passing there. and just Yeah, no side-by-side racing. Yeah. Um... And I can understand people's complaints. Like, the 2020 races weren't that good. But, I mean, still, I would much rather have, after just one year of them having the Roval, Indy, Indy Roval Cup, one year, that's all I need to change my mind and put it back on the Oval. Like, just, and, and plus, the Oval's more prestigious. Like, I, yeah, I understand uh, IndyCar. Yeah. I understand IndyCar races on the Indy Roval, too. But, see, the IndyCar makes it work. Like, they actually make, like, the race this year... It was pretty good. The one that I think who won it, Colton Herta. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed that, and um, but I, I don't think you know. I don't think it suits NASCAR, and I think I hope uh, Steve and, and Roger they kind of are like, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea after 2022. So we'll see what happens next year with it. But obviously, we know we got the Indy Roval coming up this year. So yeah, if it was up to me, I would probably have Sonoma. Um, Watkins Glen and then either Coda or Road America and or the Roval. I think I'd only want three road courses and then two or, th- or three or four super speedways. Now Atlanta is a super speedway, so there's basically six plate races and then the rest intermediate and short tracks. But it's just the schedule is like crazy diverse when you think about it. Every oh yeah, none of the tracks are the same. Except for um, Kansas, Texas, Charlotte, like a few mile and a half. One thing, um, yeah, so Atlanta, Talladega, and Daytona, they still run the 510 pack. Or for, is it 510 or 550? I think it's still five. I think it's 550. Yeah, it is. It's like 500. So, I don't know. They, yeah, and it's then the lower, the lower horsepower. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, personally, I wouldn't want Road America on the schedule. Um, I think it's too big. I know that sounds like a dumb yeah, reason there are to say I don't like it. But... I don't really remember it much from last year. It's it must yeah. have been a boring race. That's why. I remember the the only thing I remember is that Kyle finished third. I don't. Yeah, I mean Chase dominated it, but yeah, um, yeah. And then it was like Byron got pole. So um, that's really all I remember from it. But uh, yeah, uh, have still keep Watkins Glen, keep Infineon or Sonoma, um, keep and keep the Roval. Like get rid of Rome, Road America, get rid of the Indy Roval, and I guess you could say keep Coda. I don't know that. I'm kind of with you. I would only want three road courses. So maybe get rid of Charlotte and just have Coda, Walking Twin, and Sonoma. So. The road courses are definitely cool, but when there's this many of them, you kind of get sick of them. You know, like when there's less on the schedule, it's like makes it, you look forward to it more. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and, and a lot of people have had complaints about it. A lot of people like when, when NASCAR announces like, when NASCAR announced uh, next year or last year, there was going to be like, what, seven road course races? Like, 90, 90% of people, NASCAR fans, are like, ugh, like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, this is just a little too much. The, um, the Chase Elliott fans obviously love it and they make up oh, like, yeah. half the sport. So, um, but, you know, I mean, I think road course racing, sometimes road course racing can be a little bit of like in the 90s and in uh the 80s and the 2000s it was like known as like a big breath a big uh fresh uh, breath of air like mm-hmm. you could go there and like all of a sudden it's like you get away from you know the short tracks you get away from the mile and a half you get a big away from like the big like d-shaped oval tracks like you know michigan auto club it's like oh now it's like okay it's kind of like an every weekend type deal yeah you have to have like a you gotta plan work on your setups because you you have good there yeah and and i I don't know who was talking about it the other day it might have been mike jordan might have been tony stewart today but um like drivers back in the '90s and '80s, when they when road courses like you just had like what Watkins Glen, Sonoma, and like Riverside, mm-hmm. drivers didn't take it seriously. Like drivers didn't really take road course racing seriously. They a lot of Cup drivers. They just kind of went there, and you know it was it was not an off week for them. But they like I said again, they didn't necessarily. They kind of look at it as maybe like Daytona or Talladega. Like you know, I this think is, I heard Kyle Busch say that too. Yeah, but nowadays that's not the that's not at all like now like drivers really got to be focused on it. and i and and that's very true but at the same time i kind of wish it wasn't like that mm-hmm. so you know how um larson got out in front and elliot couldn't catch him mm-hmm. do you think who do you think's a better road course race or you think Larson's better and just hadn't been in the car so he couldn't tell when elliot was winning all those or do you think elliot's better um, that's a, that is a very, very good question. I mean, pe- I think, people are going to be mad if you say Larson because Chase and look, Elliot fans probably think he's the best. I don't really, uh, I don't really care what people think. I mean, I like to speak my mind. That's yeah. how it is. I mean, I do it all the time on my account. So, um, personally, I think that maybe, I think at the moment, Chase is a bit better. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it only might, I think it will be, in, in my opinion, only a matter of time for Larson. It takes the throw. Yeah. Of course, Larson doesn't have as many 
road course wins as Chase does. You know, Chase has seven, Kyle Larson only has three, which all came last season. But that's the thing. He outdueled Chase Elliott in road course races last year. Chase won two road course races, Kyle won three. And Kyle flat out, you know, outbattled him at Charlotte. He was able to get, you know, outbattle him at Watkins Glen and outdueled him flat out at Sonoma. So, and um, Chase won that um coda last year because of the rain delay i forget i think they both led laps so who knows who would have won that too. yeah they finished one two as well mm-hmm. yeah and, and then um, i remember bowman spun larson at road america oh yeah i do remember that yeah that's very very true yeah. so that's that's where i stand on that yeah i mean they're both you have to I can hate a driver all I want, but you have to applaud a driver for his talent. Chase Elliott winning seven road course races from 2018 to 2021. In just a four-season span, winning seven road course races. I mean, Jeff Gordon didn't win that many road course races in a four in a four-season yeah, span. No. Tony Stewart didn't win He's going to pass everybody. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I know what some some old heads are going to be like, you know, that aren't, that, you know, or Jeff Gordon fans or aren't necessarily the biggest fan of that uh, accomplishment. They're going to be like, you know, oh, well, he's driving for, you know, Hendrick, and they're clearly that much better. And they yeah, great will always more be the best. races. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the most common argument. You know, it's like, oh, there's, you know, there's this many more road course races. It's that much easier. Yeah, but at the same time, that kind of makes it more difficult because obviously not all of these road course race, uh, road course circuits are the same. Yeah, so, and guys are working on it more, getting better. Exactly, so and you look at Road America. America. Like last year when the Cup Series raced there, that's the only that's only the second time they've ever raced there. And the first time, I'm like, what, 60, 70 years? So, um, very, very impressive. And the fact that Chase won, you know, at the Charlotte Roval in back-to-back seasons in uh, 19 and uh, 2020, that was very impressive as well. And then course winning Watkins Glen back to back years in 2018 2019 and you know uh, so he's been extremely talented you know at just about everywhere of course he went I mean he led 26 laps today so you know that tells the story right there yeah what do you think uh, Nashville is going to be like if you could compare it to like what track we've gone to this year mm, I don't know see Nash it's a fun Nashville... track Nashville is like probably the closest. Obviously, Nashville is practically an intermediate. I mean, it is. It's like a mile and a third, something mm-hmm. around that area. Um, a mile and one third or whatever. But um, it's like but Nashville it's got like that concrete, wicked light, concrete mm-hmm. surface. It's definitely going to change things. Uh, one thing I like about Nashville is that the turns aren't very wide at all. So you can't. You can't haul a lot when you go through those corners. You have to let off the throttle a lot, and in their you know, flat too, they don't have. They're not as banked. As oh yeah, the other. very good point. You know, I thought the race last year. Of course, Larson absolutely dominated last yeah. year. Yeah, but the the racing throughout the pack wasn't bad at all last year. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm glad Nashville's coming back. It, it's a decent track for Kyle. Uh, Kyle Busch, that is. It's a decent track, obviously, for Kyle Larson, too. Um, and I feel like a lot of drivers, you know, you looked at Ross Chastain last year, placed second there. That was really cool. It's going to be interesting to see Ross and Trackhouse and, and, and all the teams that are going to go there. So, yeah, I like Nashville. But in terms of 
what I don't know. It's it's, it's like, got it's it's got the surface like Dover kind of, but it's oh yeah, definitely. I don't um, know. You can't really compare to anything. I I just think like the JGR will probably be good here. The Toyotas, oh, yeah, and then um, just like Larson Elliott and maybe one Ford. I don't expect it'll be like probably like how Kansas was and Charlotte. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, you're exactly right. It's a little bit like Dover. Like it's 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 not exactly like any track, but it's got a lot of um, characteristics like other tracks. Like it's a mile and a half, or, or it's a mile and like a third. So it's it's kind of you can kind of relate it to a lot of the cookie cutter tracks mm-hmm. um, a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Las Vegas when it first uh, I know they're like Nashville and Las Vegas are really nothing alike, but like. Las Vegas, when it was first built, had like no banking in the turn, so that's kind of something maybe like an older Las Vegas, mm-hmm. just made out of concrete and just you know a little bit like Dover, and you know with and the corners being uh, really really tight too. So it's it's a very interesting track, very intriguing track. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited, and obviously with with uh, NBC it being NBC's first race, just like last year, finally happened them. That's going to be pretty cool as well. You like NBC better? I think NBC takes NASCAR broadcasting more seriously. Um, yeah, me too. They definitely value it more. I think they have... I think NBC has the perfect, perfect booth. They yeah, have Dale Dale Hart Jr. People, everyone which, loves Dale Jr. Yeah, but I can see why. Look, Dale Jr. knows his crap. Mm-hmm. And he can translate that in a very good way on the broadcasting side. And then you have Steve Letart, who's kind of like Fox's Larry Mack, but he does a very good job. Uh, and, and, and with Jeff Burton, too, they do very good jobs with, you know, taking the race, diagnosing what's going off a driver or a car, and, and, you know, kind of, I don't know, telling the fans you know, how it is, you know, which was like, I get uh, said something that like Larry Mack used to do with Fox, but, and then you have Rick Allen, who's there. I think Rick Allen, I think Rick Allen's a little overhated. Um, mm-hmm. I think he, as uh, he's gone on since 2015, taking the head job at NBC for NASCAR, he's done a, a very good job. I like every single person in the booth. I have no problem with Steve Latard, no problem with Jeff Burton or Dale Jr. or Rick Allen. I think they all four do a very good uh, good job. And Clint Boyer's even going to be doing the race this year. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be cool. Yeah, because uh, they did the trade-off at Talladega with Dylan Hart Jr., so that's pretty cool. And I love when Dale Jr. like starts yelling at someone wrecks and stuff. He'll, he'll interrupt yeah. people and be like, oh, there's a car in the wall or something. Oh, there's a crash. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I think it's it's definitely going to be cool. You know, I I have, I think Fox, and there, of course there was that, you know, situation earlier this year where you had like Fox and they were, like, everyone was like, oh my gosh, Fox is in love with kids. They always show them all the time. And yeah, they, that's what everyone says. They always put the camera on kids in the grandstand mm-hmm. and stuff. I just, yeah, like going back to my original point when you brought it up, I just don't think, like Fox years ago you should take it way more seriously than they do now they just don't do that but uh so you know i guess that's i don't know uh, i think that's had a lot to do with you know drivers like uh you know Daryl Waltrip retiring you know yeah. bringing in clint boyer clint boyer you know is like the the biggest goofball out there yeah um so 
you know, and then you have, and that's the thing, when you have that rotating booth for that fir- third guy, that's why I'm pushing, that's why I want so badly for Jamie McMurray to be in the Yeah, game. I mean, I think Jamie McMurray can take it seriously. He can, at the same time, make jokes. Um, they might not be jokes that you, they might be like little, like slight jabs, but he can make the broadcasting just fun to listen to. So I really would, would like Jamie McMurray to be in the booth next year. Obviously, I do nothing with Mike. Keep Mike in the Fox booth until he retires. I mean, yeah, I think that's pretty stable. And then, as far as that third guy goes, I don't know. Maybe keep Clinton there. They kind of humor it up a little bit. But, I think. I mean, I don't yeah, I think blank. Clinton should stay. But I don't think. I think he should be. I don't think he can be with like Tony Stewart because, first of all, Tony Stewart owns Car. Second, him and Boyer are like buddies, so they're gonna like joke around more than they're. Mm-hmm. It's here, which it's funny, but I don't know. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. even really care as long as, as long as they like say, show like what the drivers are saying, show what the pitch strategies are and stuff. I don't care much. And sometimes the camera angles, like they're they miss tons of action. Um, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, very true. Listen to this quote. I'm, I have Twitter pulled up on my laptop. This. Harvick so I said this. I swear to God, we look like the biggest effing bunch of wankers every week on pit road. <laughs> he said that. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know uh, Kevin Harvick was had turned British all of a sudden. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why is he saying wanker? Yeah, that's a little. Well, I mean, he doesn't want to say you know the R word and have to go to tr- sensitivity training like Haley Deegan or Kyle Busch. So I mean. Bush said it again this year, but then they they must. Yeah, not. he said it on the radio though. Where was it? I think Dover. Yeah, Dover? When, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he like got loose and Blaney had old tires, but I think they must not be able to use what they say on the radio against them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, you know, when Kyle said it at Martinsville last year, he was being interviewed when he said it. So it's like a young lot of people could hear what the drivers say on the radio but it's a different deal when it's going on a platform that you know you know like i said again he was being recorded that's going to go on a podcast like we're doing that's going to go on some sort of show that's going to go on some sort of live stream or whatever yeah so i guess nascar looks at that and they're like oh it's more you know attainable to more people so like yeah we're we can't really have that um i think Unless a driver says something extremely messed up on the radio, NASCAR's not going to do jack crap about it, and they should. They or, or if they say, like, I'm going to wreck him into, and then do it, like, stuff like that. Yeah, if they make a threat. I mean, that, I think that's what happened to Kevin Harvick one time. He tried to make a threat that he was going to wreck a driver. This might have been a few couple years ago, and NASCAR saw that. And they, I, I don't know if they black flagged him or what they did, but they uh, they weren't happy about it. So, yeah, I mean, you just can't. I remember like, when um Jones needed to let Hamlin pass him or he, not to pass Hamlin to make the final four at Martinsville, and they, like, looked into that. They, like, looked into the oh. radio to make sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that was yeah, very good point. Um, you know, and, and obviously NASCAR has, uh, they can, you know, check into those radios whenever the heck they want. They have that ability. So, yeah. like, even if you're saying stuff between your spotter and your crew chief, uh, even if it's not on the main channel on your radio, NASCAR can still find that out and review it all they want. And if they, like, that's almost like Denny Hamlin being like, 
uh, oh yeah, Chris, uh, you know, in two laps, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rear Ross uh, Ross Chastain in his quarter pound and turn him around. Like, is that what I'm gonna do? Like NASCAR's like, no, you can't do that, you know. So yeah, uh, can't be doing stuff like that. All right, I I got some other quotes. Um, this guy like. You know who Jordan Bianchi is? He always, like, will listen to the scanner and tweet funny stuff. Blaney uh, says, effing impossible to pass anybody. This is effing stupid. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not really wrong. Like he's, yeah. You know, uh, there wasn't a lot of passing today at all. No. Um, there, was there even of... a pass? Oh, yeah, Suarez made a pass for the lead. I think that was the only one besides, like, pitch strategy. Yeah, um, and, 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 you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier. There was only two cautions today, and there was, like, no multi-car incidents today. You had the Kyle Larson loose tire. You had, yeah, AJ spun, but that wasn't a caution. No. Um, and Kyle spun, you know, that was a caution. But then, and then you had Bubba blowing up. Yeah. You know, th- those weren't, you know, both of those incidents weren't incidents either driver could, could, um, you know, help, and, and it's kind of like, well, drivers are like, well, you know, we're just trying not to wreck each other, and like, yeah, but like, I mean, do it like a little bit, it's like Martinsville, you do like a little bit of action to go on the race, you know. It's try. like, the cars are like, too stable. Yeah, yeah, very good point. What do you think of Chastain? He, he made some more people mad. He made Austin Dillon, was trying to wreck him, Larson hit him. Man, Chastain, I don't know. I feel like Chastain just needs to, you know, if it, if it means he's going to sacrifice some good finishes, maybe just stay the hell out of the way for some people. I mean, yeah, I know. I, he, just he, like, him and Reddick, like, are, they kind of remind me. They have the same driving style, except Reddick just doesn't, just doesn't use people up every single week. So I think, I think um, in the long run, Reddick would make out for doing that, but... Just you know, I think he's gonna make enemies. I think one thing about Ross is Ross gets, you know, he gets very anxious at times. Like, if if Ross clearly sees a car behind him that's going a lot slower, but he can't get around him, you know, Ross would like he did Denny at Gateway. He's just the type to just just dunk it. Yeah, he's and going that much slower. Like, just like dumb. Him. Like yeah. I, he's it's like he goes nuts and then just plays dumb after, like he wasn't mad or anything. Yeah, um, mirror drives a ton too. Oh yeah, he does. He does. But uh, and, and I mean, he should now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. With the amount of people that are trying to target him, you got Hamlin that's saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going to get payback on you when it matters." You got you know uh, Chase Elliott that's not happy with you. You know, yeah. you got a ton of drivers that you know aren't really you know Kyle Larson that's a, you know has, has said some stuff about you. I mean, there's people who just back. like he just probably. Did little things to them, but they just will race him hard for the rest of the season. And he, he probably every race he probably does something to make someone mad. Uh, 
Chastain, and, and I know Chastain's not going to change his driving style. Like, he's not going to go out there and say, oh, well, I'm just not going to drive aggressively anymore. I'm going to do like the Mark Martin of the series and just let everyone buy me if they're clearly faster. Like, no, Chastain's not going to do it, and I respect him, and I respect that um, about him. I might not like Chastain, but I respect that he's still going to go out there, and he's not going to change the way he drives because he knows that a lot of times the way he drives can get him in the victory lane, which, by the way, he's done twice this year. I just think... You know, at the same time, though, you do have to look, you know, at the playoffs. You already, like, you know, like I already said, you already got, you got Hamlin that's not happy with you. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, there's still, um, you know, nearly a dozen races before the playoffs. I'd watch out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I would be hoping that Hamlin gets payback before the playoffs because you mm-hmm. have, like, in the round of 12, like, you have a bad Talladega and then you get dumped out the Roval. Yeah, and then you got Texas, I think, too. Yeah, which 12, yeah. we saw insane hits oh, up. Good, good grief and good year in the tires. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, very, very good uh, point. Yep. What are you going to do next Sunday with the off week? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question. Uh, you know, we have Knoxville, so I'm definitely going to be tuning into that. But besides that... I'm excited for SRX to come back. I'm really happy about that. Um, that's going to be cool, even though they don't return next We Actually, yeah, they do return next weekend. Oh, they do? Yeah, I think it's June 18th and like July 20th something. So they will be there um, next weekend. So I'll definitely be, uh, so yeah, I'll probably, that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to be going on vacation anytime soon. I went up to Charlotte a couple weeks ago, but uh yeah, man, I'll figure out something to do. I don't know. It's going to be kind of lonely not having the Cup Series and you know, not watching my boy Kyle out there you know, race his butt off try to go for the win. But, I mean, yeah. so. Uh, but they'll be back in Nashville. So. I, last week it was. Last year, I remember it was two weeks, and it felt like the longest time. Oh, yeah, after, um, uh, what was it, Loudoun? Yeah. New, yeah, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. Loudoun, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, and, and the thing is, and the funny thing is, I missed that loud and race, believe it or not. You so, did. Bush um, racked out of the first lap. Yeah, I, I was in, um, I was at the beach, and I was in the mall, and I was watching, and then, and literally, I was, I was watching on my phone, I was watching like a, a Twitch live stream, and Kyle wrecked like two, three laps into the race. I remember seeing him go down the back stretch trying to wreck the, the pace, but I'm like, Good grief. And I just turned my phone off and I was like, you know what? I'm happy I didn't watch this. Yeah, that, I thought it was, that was the best time for him to wreck yeah. when you were on vacation. And that was the, and, that, and he finished dead last too. And then, but that was cool to see Amarola win, but I yeah. not see, but hear about it. But yes, yeah, so I missed NASCAR race for three straight weeks. It was Atlanta. Was it Atlanta? Then it was Loudon. Yeah, it was Atlanta with Kurt. Yeah, it was Atlanta, then Loudon, and then two weeks off. And then we went to, I think, Watkins Glen. Is it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. I don't know. I, I, it's. Uh, but that was in like late July, I think, which is weird that the off weeks this early. So yeah, what it was, it was. Um, yeah, it was because like I think the walking zone race was like on August sixth. It was like the it, first yeah, weekend of was. August. It was. <laughs> yeah, because my yeah. birthday's right around there, and I remember that. Oh, nice! Happy early birthday, man! Nice. <laughs> yeah, still, still like a, I don't know, a couple months out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that'll then it'll be I don't it'll be like seventeen or something straight. No, I don't know how many straight races it'll be 
after that. The truck series is, I think they're well over um, halfway now. They're, um, the truck series, I don't know, because, like, there was a couple weeks back where they were, like, they started, like, an eight race, eight straight races that they were going to be racing. They've already done that because they're, they're, they're done with Gateway. They're done with Sonoma. They obviously go to Knoxville next weekend. I think there's maybe, like, two or three more races in a row after that, and then they take, yeah. like, another break. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the truck series is not as prepared as the Xfinity or Cup series that's clear, so... I think another break's not going to be a bad idea for the truck series. Yeah. That's how some of those guys in that series race. Not a lot of them take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, and they just wreck each other. Knoxville's could be. Um, I The race ended at like 1 a.m. Oh, last week or something. Not don't like remind that. me of that race. <laughs> I don't I, even um, know if I watched the finish. I think I might have fell asleep. I was looking at my uh, Snapchat a few days ago. And I was going through my memories. And... I saw a picture that I had taken from the Knoxville truck race last year when, like, the caution came out and, and, and at the end there, towards the end, there's a big pile up going in. Yeah, there two. was, like, 15 yeah. Fox cars. Yeah, like, yeah, I took a screenshot and it's it. And it, like, they Fox listed, like, all the drivers involved. I just took a picture of it. I was like, bro. It might have like, been, like, 20. There, it was, yeah, was they, like, were, they were just all jammed on top of each other. That was, oh, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, exactly. There was, yeah, easily over 12 trucks involved. It was, it was nuts. And uh, Austin Hill ended up winning it after all. And, and Chandler Smith was extremely close to winning that. You know, yeah. I, was, I was a big, he placed, I'm pretty sure he placed second in that race. And I was a big uh, Chandler Smith fan, you know, because I support KDM because of you know, Kyle. Uh, and yeah. I was like, man, you know, I didn't, really didn't want Austin Hill to win. And then he won the very next week and walked into it. And I was like, Ooh. yeah. Yeah. Yep. He had a good run through yeah. the summer. Yeah, he got the uh, yeah both both Austin Hill and Chandler did, um, and Chandler had a very strong season last year. He's had a good year t- this year too. You know, if already won in Vegas, you know, a few runner-up finishes, third place last week in Gateway, second place or uh, what was that fifth place this past uh, weekend here at Sonoma. So he's been running yeah. pretty well. Yeah, he's a good driver. Oh, yeah, very good. He's got a good head on the shoulders. Both K- uh, KBM boys do. And then, obviously, Corey Heim. It's going to be interesting to see in a few years what they do. If they maybe take John Hunter Nemechek out of that truck ride. Yeah, he maybe sure. I wonder what's going to happen. He's got to, like, really step it up, though. He's, he does yeah. run good in that. Um, what What is it? The 50? What's that mm-hmm. car? Is it a 51 mm-hmm. that he runs in? For, um, uh, or no, no, uh, John Hernemichek runs in the four. The 51's the part-time truck. No, what's the, what's the Xfinity car that, um, it's like... The All-Star car? Oh, the 18. No, there's another one. It's a different team. It's like, it's ca- called SHR, but I forget the... Oh, not, Sam Hunt Racing? Yeah. What number? 26. Oh, that's what it is. He runs good in that car, and that's like oh, not yeah. a top-tier car, so... Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, my my thought process behind that is if John Hornimachek performs well this year, maybe makes the final four, wins the championship, wins three, four races, maybe more than that, similar to what he did last year, she would likely go up to Xfinity, maybe drop for Sam Hunt if they go full-time, or they might already be full-time, but maybe take him, or maybe, who knows, maybe goes to Joe Gibbs Racing, I don't know, or maybe yeah. goes to a different manufacturer. Then the best option, bar none, would be would have put Corey Heim in one of those full-time trucks. Along yeah, with Chandler Smith, Corey Hines, in 2023. 
and then make that 51 truck. Kyle's still going to start there in that 51 per year uh, and maybe have a new upcoming driver starting that 51. Maybe uh, a good one would maybe be, shoot, I don't know. Let's see, maybe uh, Mark Sanchez and Arca. Yeah, um, I don't even think Kyle picks the drivers. I think he has like he definitely gets like funding from TRD. They they oh, probably yeah. say like we're gonna get the drivers, but we'll give you a certain amount of money. But I do think Kyle he did find like Byron and some other guys. I would really like to see Roger Karuk drive uh, for KBM potentially yeah. in the future, <laughs> even though. Good. He, the only problem with that is he drives a Chevy. Though. Yeah. And, he's, and he drove for Spire, which is obviously a Chevy. So, yep. it's going to be, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind seeing Roger because I really like Roger. He's, he's a good kid. He's, he's obviously extremely talented. Uh, he definitely won a few ARC races this year. Plus, runner up for Kansas. So, uh, yep. or, yeah. So, we'll see how that works out. All right. Before we wrap it up, what's your final four predictions right now? Oh, final four predictions right now, yeah. man. Since we're going on a break, now's a good time to do it. My preseason uh, predictions were Truex, Kyle, Larson, and uh, or KFB, Larson, and Logano. Um, I'm going to Logano. With... That's actually not a bad. Yeah, that was my pre. That was one of my preseason picks to make the final four. I'm just going to stick with three out of those four. I can, you can probably name the three that I'm sticking with. Um, Truex, I still think he's got a shot to make the final four, but I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Ross Chastain or maybe even Denny Hamlin could make the final four. Yeah, Chastain's going to, I think he'll need to win a lot because he's going to have a target on his head. So he's going to need to win and then hope that he can maybe like squeak through a round on points because I don't know with how many enemies he has it's going to be tough yeah but yeah Hamlin's hasn't been very good but he just wins like when he's up when he has a decent car he just gets a win seems like and he's already won twice this year who's to say he's not going to win a couple more you know yep mine would probably be um Kyle Busch, Larson, and then either Hamlin or Elliott. I don't know. It's to, I, I don't – Logano, he could definitely make it because the playoffs kind of go good for him. Like, he, he's good on the Roval. He can run good at Talladega, some of the short tracks even. So, Martinsville, he's going to be an aggressive maniac. Yeah, Elliott's an underrated pick. Who? Well, I mean, I say Elliott's an underrated pick. Not really, because he's, he's a points leader. So. Yeah, he just hasn't won much, but he is a points leader. Do you yeah. do you remember how many point playoff points they get for winning the regular season? I think it's like 10, which is a yeah, ton. It's, it's a, it's a lot. Like, yeah. And then second gets like 7. So that's, yeah, I think like, it's that's 10. a ton. Yeah, that sounds right. 10, I think it might be 8 for second. I don't know. 10, 8, 5 or something. For the yeah, top, it's, it's it's kind of a little weird, but yeah, yeah two races, is two that's like two race wins though. If you come in first, oh yeah, that's that's, that's a huge ton of points. Yeah, and there's no resets. Like there's no resets like there used to be. So yep. you go in because there used to be like resets in the chase and crap like that. And that was really messed up. 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, you don't have that issue nowadays. Uh, winning the regular season championship is going to be a really big thing for these teams. Uh, I know right now, you know, you know, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, um, even maybe Ross Chastain, Joey Logano are going to be guys up there that are definitely going to be, be competing for that for the mm-hmm. championship. Yeah, I said it's. I said earlier it's going to come down to. I my prediction is it's going to come down to Chastain, Elliott, or. Kyle Busch, and it's all going to depend on how the road courses go because there's so many in these next few um, races. And now the way they're it's running, Kyle Busch, he better. I mean, JGR as a whole better pick it up if they want to make a run for that. Yeah, well, well they will. I mean, they'll, yeah, they're yeah. not going to stay and silent for long. And we've you know talked about that. So they could win at like. It, they could win Atlanta and Elliott and Chastain could wreck out, which would be huge. Oh yeah, that would because that, that would that would definitely shake it up. Um, yeah, it's it just, in Daytona. It's just gonna be nuts. Yeah, I hope Bill kind of gets going as well. Um, yeah, he's definitely good. He just hasn't put a race together. He's, he's picked it up though. He's, he's picked up some good finishes though. Yeah, yeah, he has. But I still think he could have won this year. He just hasn't been able to. But Kyle Busch could have also won a bunch too, and Elliott could have yeah. won more. Well, Bell, well, Bell's a qualifying machine, so he's yeah. you know Adam Stevens is definitely a huge part of that too. Because oh, they I, they I make adjustments and just they after the first round they make adjustments and then they're just or after practice then after the first round and they're just faster every time. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, and you can come on again. Yes, sir. Whenever you uh, whenever you do another podcast, man, I'll I'll be uh, I'll definitely uh, I definitely wouldn't mind joining, man. I always love talking NASCAR, and uh, yeah, you know, yep. Maybe I'll do one next week. I got to think of something cool I could do because it's an off week. Yeah, I mean, there's there's you know, unless something crazy happens in the truck race, yeah, they're probably won't be a whole lot to talk about, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Yep. Last year, you know, how wild that was. Yep. All right, man. Well, you have a great night, and uh, thanks for having me on here, man. No problem. All right, see you. See you later. Peace. All right, guys. I hope you liked um, having a guest on for the first time. I thought it was pretty cool, and it's nice to, like, have a different viewpoints and everything talk about different stuff so yeah um before we end it this is a really long episode so i'll make this quick um we got to go over all show no go the first offense move of the race um and yeah i think that's it we won't go over the standings we talked about it a little bit but the main biggest things is that Kyle Busch dropped down to third. Um, Chase Elliott got a little bit of a bigger lead on his first place standing. And I don't know, Daniel Suarez winning shook some stuff up. You can just go on the NASCAR app if you want to know more details. But I'll show no go of the race. Or actually, we'll do first defense move of the race first. It was a pretty uneventful race, but Daniel Suarez passing Busher, I think it was. It was that restart by Suarez that got him the win, so that was 
definitely the first defense move of the race. If he hadn't done that, who knows what would have happened if he would have been able to win. Um, yeah, so all show, no go is going to have to go to, I'm not sure, a lot of the JGR cars finished really horrible. I'm not sure. I try not to do it to repeat, guys. Um, so you got Truex, Bell, Bush, Hamlin all finished 26 there below. I think it's going to have to go to Tyler Reddick, actually, because he had that Lenovo car was running good, looked good, and then just had some issues and finished 35th, second to last. I would have given it to Bubba Wallace, but he got it a few weeks ago. He finished 36 and actually blew his engine. But he just got it, so it's going to have to go to Tyler Reddick this week. But yeah, I think that's everything to talk about. Um, we covered a lot of stuff when me and Matthew talked um, when in that part of the podcast, but... Yeah, I think that's everything, so I'll let you guys know if on my other socials, if I'm doing a podcast Sunday, I think I'm definitely going to come up with something and do one, but I'll see you guys next week, and if not, I'll see you after Nashville. Uh, Yeah, alright, have a good week, and see ya.